Welcome to the Create Panel Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Create Panel Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Diana. And I'm your other one, Tess. And uh, welcome. Just to tell you a little bit about Create Panger, um, this is our, uh, let's call it our political current events podcast. Yeah. Uh, but Create Panger is actually a philosophy uh, that believes in uh, better living through lower expectations. Uh, as I've explained uh, many a time, um, by expecting the absolute worst case scenario, a scenario so bleak to be virtually impossible, disappointment becomes a thing of the past. This means crepangers really know the very worst case scenario and will never ha- will never happen, and that makes crepangers a very backwards thinking way optimists. Right. Which is perfect for today's political climate. <laughs> yes. So, um, with that said, uh, never has it been more important to lower our expectations. Has it been this year? <laughs> this, it's, it's, been, it's been a banner year, politically speaking. Yes, yes. So, uh, for our inaugural broadcast, uh, I, I think we should talk about, um, about the, the big four candidates left in the race and ask ourselves who is it that's supporting these people. Yes, I think that's a perfect way to start. Okay, so um, let me also say my candidate is gone. So is mine. Uh, I had a, a candidate uh, that I was a little too attached to, Yes, some would say. <laughs> uh, I was very upset when he stepped out, um, but... I voted for him anyways. I threw my vote Despite away in the primary. The orange signs. I know there's big signs that said his votes will not even be tallied. Do not vote <laughs> for this man. Warned. I still, I still, it might be the only time I get to on a national election vote for him. So I did. Yeah. Uh, so good for you. And I, I wish more people would have done that. You know, being a presiding judge, it was just even more disappointing <laughs> to see um, how people were voting and why they were voting and how blatantly honest they were with vote with their voting. Anyway, but it's over. Yay. <laughs> well, the primaries. Yes. Uh, at least ours is, ours is over. <laughs> so much uh, more uh, mm-hmm. to fall apart around us. Yes. As a nation. Oh dear. And it's so. only getting tighter, but that'll be for our uh, up-and-coming yes. episode discussing delegates. Who are they? What do they do? And where do they come from? Yes. <laughs> so, um, let's see. We still have uh, Donald. Yep. Hillary. Yep. Bernie. Yep. Teddy. Yes. And I guess we have Kasich. I don't... Well, technically. Technically. He is technically beating Cruz most of the time. And he did do well <laughs> in the uh, New York primary better than um, than I expected. Yes. Yes. Uh, the turnout was a lot better than I expected too, yeah. but but it still paled in comparison to the Democrats that turned out. It was like not even half the amount. I think it was 1.8 million for the Democrats and less than a million <laughs> for I, Republicans. I think a lot of New Yorkers uh, not just in the city, but I mean in general, are just shocked that yeah. wait, our primary is actually going to matter this year. This is Right. Kind of crazy. 
And so is PA. But once again, mm. these are all like... It's all... Teasers and spoilers yeah, of what's going to come up. So uh, the question is, and uh, and please, uh, you can go to our website, crepanger.com, and, and add your voice to the conversation. That would be great. Who do you you know people who support Donald Trump? Yes, and I know people that support him. I know people that support Hillary. Right? Yes, I do too. I know a lot of diehard Bernie supporters. Yes, I uh, I only know one or two Kasich supporters. Right. Um, but I know nobody who who is like Cruz, yay, woo, let's go to his rally. And I don't know anyone who's excited about his campaign other than saying he's not Trump. Yes, I, I don't know anybody either now that I think about it because I, I have a variety of friends mm -hmm. from all ideological spectrums, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they do. I know people who are diehards with Trump and with Hillary and with Sanders. Those are the ones that tend to be more animated by their choices. And, you know, the Kasich followers, followers are just more mellow. Like, oh, yeah. The, he'll, he's going to do fine. They're a little bit more laid him. back. Exactly. And they're also a little bit more, eh, at the, at the yeah. convention, it'll work itself He's the out. most grown-up persona. So they're like, yeah, it's not that they love him, but he's just not being so snarky. Mm. And he has definitely his talking points, which should be broader than, you know, I, I can do the budget. But that was one <laughs> of the, the things that we were talking about is like, who are these supporters? So yeah. as far as Kasich, that's that's his talking point. He he's done a budget. Sure. He's been which I didn't know. And we're kind of from his oh. country. You know, like he served so long in in D.C., which I wasn't aware of. Oh, yeah. Um, there was, frankly, a lot of things I wasn't aware of before <laughs> this election cycle. Well, he's not a braggart. <laughs> he isn't. Um, but um, I don't, I should know more about him than I do. Right. What I do know about him is he's the son of a mailman. Yes. And uh, that he balanced a budget. Right. In the 90s. For sure. Um. And he brought jobs yeah. back to Ohio. Well, and, and I, see, I always have an yeah. issue whenever they say he brought jobs back to Ohio because I think he brought back jobs to some parts of Ohio. Right. And then I think fracking did a lot. So, exactly. um, for example, that new hotel, there was a new hotel built fairly close to where this podcast is being recorded uh, that they said was only being built because of fracking. So it's one really? of those, yeah. So it's one of those secondary, tertiary job creations that happen. The trickle that, down economy with that kind of a, well, with that kind of of business, especially right. you do have these other jobs that pop up. So it's hard to say. It's really tough to dive through that data and say how many did he right. bring and how many were lost. Right, but and then people. Yes. And then once we had um, watched the debates together, mm -hmm. 
and discussed how he always presented his hands with his closed fingers. He, <laughs> he definitely took note of that because after every debate after that, his, his fingers were open. So I'm totally okay with him now. That was my biggest, I guess, qualm. <laughs> about him <laughs> the most i knew about him was the way he was hiding his <laughs> webbed fingers right yeah it that could was... have been webbed i was intrigued so and then we have hillary uh hillary. who is um not a republican <laughs> and she's a woman so that's i think basically her base voters sure i the two people that stick out in my mind mm-hmm. as the biggest hillary supporters in my life both of them of the opinion that she's a woman. Right. Which uh, I'm not going to argue with them. I suppose it's true. Um, <laughs> you well, can't really, she, you can't really, her in a dress? I don't know. You can't really debate that it's not a, you know, since it's not a policy, you can't debate yeah. her gender except to say that I don't think that's a determining factor into what would make her a what good What would be president. her sex, technically, not well, her gender. Thank you. Um, yes. Correction. Correction. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Because I'm not sure about her gender. I know her sex is is female. I but, don't know. Um, I just know I, I don't particularly, I've never particularly cared for her. I don't like the way her policies keep slipping more and more left to try and get more attention from the Bernie supporters. Right. I don't. I think it shows that as president, she'll do whatever it takes to become president. But exactly. once she was president, who knows what she'll do? Well, I think the problem is with her is that she, I think she plays to whatever audience that she's at. So if it's an Obama audience, then she's all about carrying out his legacy. And then when she was in Bernie territory, then she became more left and, you know, trying to reach out to the voters that champion him, you know, the, the younger generation. But the problem is, is that, okay, so you go back and forth, or her husband Bill, like then she'll champion him. But if you don't have an idea of who you are, and if you are the leader, who are you gonna follow then? <laughs> it's like, you are at the top now. There's nobody to follow. What are you going to do? And that's my question with her. It's like, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like you are an individual enough. I, I think she's an individual in the sense that, the way I see it, she has a goal in mind. Oh, her goal, oh sure. She's very goal-oriented. Right. And her goal is to become president. Right. Her goal is not to govern the people. Right. Her goal is not to bring world peace or to you know feed every mouth it's to become president President. and that kind of that that kind of narcissism (laughs) well that kind of narcissism just grates on it's like when you talk to some young people today and Mm -hmm. their goal is to become famous Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so you want to become an artist, you want to be an actress, you want to be a folk singer, <laughs> tell me what yes. it is you're going for. 
whatever it takes to make me famous. And that, and they're forgetting about like the work ethic or the talent or having something, some skill that's going to make it worth you being famous. They just want the notoriety, but they want it to be based on nothing, just like Facebook likes or Twitter followers. So it doesn't, it's very empty and very shallow. Like she wants the title. But then she doesn't want to back it up with anything. There's no meat to it, you know. It reminds me of In the Debates, Fiorina, back in the day in the debates, brought up uh, how Hillary was explaining her time as Secretary of State and mentioned how many hours she had spent Mm -hmm. on airplanes. And she said, that is an action that is, you know, it's not an accomplishment. Right. And I brought that up to uh, one of my friends who is uh, likes to defend Hillary quite a bit. And he says, have you ever had to spend that much time on an airplane? Like, that's not, that's not an answer. <laughs> right. What did you do while you were on the airplane? Were you playing words with friends? Were yeah. you, were you yeah. napping? Yeah, were you I, taking Ambien and two glasses of wine? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> being on an airplane is not an accomplishment. Right. And it, and it definitely doesn't have any skill set behind it no it's like oh i can sit down and so does everybody that i've ever met could sit down i i'm just i'm i'm baffled by that mindset that that's actually something you know i'm proud of but it's the same kind of mentality though well she can sit on the plane for a long time and she's a woman these are not skills no this is just things that Everybody usually takes for granted, and that's what makes it very scary, is that if you're thinking <laughs> that this is like great criteria to to lead America, that it's, le- oh, it's scary. It's just very scary to me. Now, the other thing I hear from Hillary supporters, uh, they like the fact that she's not a Republican. Right. You know, anybody but a Republican. And the reason they go with her rather than Sanders is they say, well, he's he's too socialist for me. Which I understand completely because, I mean, exactly. he's too socialist for me <laughs> by no. far. But... He has a libertarian. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> as, he is. As, he's as, like the I anti-libertarian. Mean, you know, he's, he's way, you know, there's some things mm-hmm. I can actually agree with him on, mm-hmm. but they're not, um, not that none of the things he thinks of as being actionable things that he plans to do. So, well, he's a dreamer. Uh, he's an idealist. I appreciate that about idealist. Uh, I am not an idealist. I am. And you are, and I appreciate that about you. But, um, but I still don't even agree with you. <laughs> but he <laughs> lives, at one point he, you have to have action. He lives in a fantasy world, but um but I digress. The uh, the point was, if the reason you're voting for someone is because of their political affiliation, the party they belong to, right. and because they're not someone else, that doesn't make them a good candidate. You should give me give right. me give me reasons why you're voting for this person. At right. least at this stage, I understand when it gets to the when it gets to the finals, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we're down to two candidates, one for each party, then I can see where you're gonna go. I know I'm going to end up going along some party line 
Right. Um, I can see it happening. It's inevitable. And they said in New York, the exit polls, that almost half, I believe, but it was an incredibly high number, um, pe- people voted against somebody. Exactly. So they weren't voting for somebody. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good strategy, but that's what's happened, I would say, in the past, uh, during both of the previous two uh, election cycles with Obama. You know, people uh, didn't like him, you know, didn't like the Democrats. So that, I think, goes both ways for sure. And I don't... God, it's how how many people are in America? Why <laughs> why can't we have better choices? I don't get I that don't, at all. Well, that's a whole other topic. Well, I mean, be these, for our delegates these, too. <laughs> these dis, the decision we mm-hmm. have this year. I started off with having my primary candidate, mm-hmm. a backup, mm-hmm. and kind of a you know a that, safety. Right. Then was well, like, well, if nothing else, he'll be in the mix. Right? No, no. Uh, I know I had three people too, all gone. All gone, and um, I don't know. I mean, though some people I'm so glad are out of the yes. race. Uh, <coughs> Chris Christie, <coughs> <coughs> so glad that they are not in the uh, in the race anymore. But at the same time, it's I feel like we're stuck with. It's like I understand that mindset. I really do. Like I'm voting against someone because you don't love what's easy to do this year enough to to for for you to like transcend your hate for everybody else with your love for your candidate. This year, it's it's really about not who do I like, but who do I dislike the most. (laughs) And that's just a tough way to do an election. It, it really is. is. And across the board, just not on one party line. It's it's on both party lines. And that's what makes it really difficult. So, uh, that leaves, um, well, Sanders. People vote for Sanders because he's the friendly grandpa that most millennials don't have in their lives nowadays. Yes. He's the grandpa who's promising to give you good things. Right. Mmm, thanks, Gramps. And actually, out of all of them, I personally like Sanders he the seem, best. He seems likable. He's so likable, and which is a shame because I... That his ideas totally, are so dangerous. They're so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it puts me in a weird spot. Like, <laughs> would you ever vote for him? No. no. Not under pain of death. No, I wouldn't vote Because for him. I'd rather die quickly than go down the slippery slope that he's suggesting and, like, living for a very long time with poor policies that leads to bread lines and... Shortages sure. of toilet paper. Sure. But would I like to have breakfast with him? Oh, yeah. I think that would be great. He, oh, I think sure. he, he would be a fun breakfast nook kind of guy. And I can just hear him yeah. complaining about the coffee. And, yeah, yeah. it would be fun. I, I, but voting for him, no. 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 But, but he is charming. He's, I really, really like him. But the, the people I know who support him, um, I actually don't know anyone over 40 who supports him. I don't know anybody over thirty personally. Mm. I know I, I know a few people in their thirties, but it's mainly mm-hmm. um, younger people I know right. that support him. And part of it 
is this anxiety they have that we haven't moved along as a society as fast as they think we should have. Um, there's this belief that a lot of them have when you dig a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. I always called it back, you know, 10, 20 years ago, I was calling it, you know, the Star Trek mentality yeah. where they want it to suddenly be like next generation where, yeah. you know, oh, sure, you you can toil in that field making wine, <laughs> you know, uh, grow your grapes. That's fine. <laughs> but we could also just push this button. Isn't this magic, right. you know? Um, Teleportation. Yeah. And they have this idea that that's the way life should be. Well, because but what it's they forget a, is an that instant gratification generation as well, though. But what they forget is that in order for you to get that beautiful life that the next gen lived, right, you had to go through the eugenics war. <laughs> you had to go through all these horrible things. So it's um, a process, as it, they say. It's a process, and they want to skip to the the end. Yeah. Um, well, and plus, you can't. We should just say that utopia is never going to be a real thing. So that leaves Trump. Uh, do we talk about Cruz? I think we should talk about him last. Oh, okay. Well, so, did, I, Trump, his big I thing just, is he's not a politician. I just talk about Trump so much I feel like we've already talked I about know. him. Um, well, and everybody, media has done a good job. Yeah. Uh, Trump so. supporters, I know, they like him because he's not a politician. Right. They like him because he's a businessman. And they uh, and I know some who like him just because he's messing with the system. Yeah. They and I get that too. And I actually that is the only thing about him that I really agree <laughs> with is the system does need to be messed with. Oh, and yeah. I do enjoy seeing some toupees, you know, getting flipped yes. over something that he has said and you know, yes. how dare he? And uh, I don't know. I've I've And maybe he just needs to be president so he can get a new hairstylist. I, uh, Maybe he needs I, a makeover. I don't know. I his look is so iconic now. Oh, I don't I think know. he can do it. But <laughs> I I don't know. So but Trump, being president ages you. So well, here's the thing. A lot of people say Trump supporters are racist and blah blah blah. I know a lot of his supporters yeah. and none of I, well one of them. I have one friend <laughs> who I think is a, a little bit racist, but the rest love him. Uh, basically because he's not a politician. That's right. what it comes down to with them. And that is his biggest asset for sure, um, I think. And I can see why people, I'm personally not a huge fan, but I understand why people like him. I understand why people actually like Kasich, Sanders, and Hillary, which leaves Cruz. Back to the beginning of this whole conversation. And we've like, come full circle. <laughs> I don't even know how that happens. That's amazing. But, uh, I don't know anybody who's voting for him, so I, I, I don't I, know I, I why. Be, I believe would vote for him. the coffee shop owner in the lo the local the local town is is voting for Cruz. Didn't she say? Ooh, I'm not sure. I think she did, but it was basically because she doesn't believe Trump is a moral man. She oh. she questions his morality. Mm. Um. But other than that, I and even with that, she was like, eh. Yeah. Like, eh, who else am I going to vote for? Um, but I, but in a later podcast, we'll be discussing Cruz. And I have a lot of issues with his morality, actually. Sure. 
But I, that's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a little tease. I know. And, the, and I think the, the worst thing is that over this past week, I have grown to really not like him to the point that, and this is the bombshell. Oh, oh, I, I was you, one. I was one to be a bombshell. Yeah, this is it. That I don't know. I don't know if I could physically vote for him. I'm like oh. worried. I'm like seriously worried sure. that if he gets the nomination, and I, I not that I would vote against him, mm-hmm. but I know for certain I wouldn't vote for him, and that. I've never felt that way before. It's going to... Well, we'll have to see what happens at the convention. It's very... He he draws out a lot of emotion for me. But that'll be discussed at a later time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, so that is basically uh, the kind of things we talk about. (laughs) If we're not talking about... Ancient alien theories. Right. Because or, you are really one of the four <laughs> foremost ones in, in our neighborhood anyway. I try to be. I think it's be. safe to say in my neighborhood, you are the foremost ancient alien. <laughs> and uh, we'd oh, like theorist. to... theorist. We left out... Theorist. Just, yeah, I'm not just an ancient alien. I'm also a theorist of ancient aliens. Exactly. <laughs> no, Some, she's just uh-oh. an ancient alien. Uh-oh. Someone Surprise! got my... Someone got a copy of my blood work. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, we'd like to thank you for yes. listening to us on this first, uh, the first episode. We'll try yeah. to be better. Please yes, tell us that, you know, we'll, uh, we, we both tend to kind of go around the topic quite a bit. <laughs> uh, well, I will try to be I, I try, but let's be honest. I've been I've been babbling for years now, and there's just no cure. So but uh, we did wrap it around this time. So and we did manage to wrap it around Woo. just slightly over the time that we had okay. planned, which was good because that's yeah. kind okay. of built into what we planned. Right. Uh, so once again, I'm Diana McDonald, and I am Tess, and uh, this is the Cray Pango Podcast. Please stop by CrayPango.com and add your voice to the discussion. Hope to hear from you.